0: Hi everyone and welcome to the She-Wolf Podcast. I am Devony Amber Wolf, and this is season three, episode two, I believe, of the podcast. And I am very excited to announce that I have released the pre-orders for my latest deck, Your Wise Animal Body, and all of the exclusive packages that are coming alongside. This release that are basically different combinations of all of the other decks and ebooks and guidebooks that I've made over the years um, that are at really discounted special prices. There's also little surprise goodies and extra stuff because you know me, I'm always creating extra stuff around the release of projects and I'm very, 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 very excited about this deck this deck means so much to me not just as an artist and a writer uh, but also as a human being with a nervous system and being in this body has been quite a challenge for me over the last few years as a lot of you know I mean especially because the first um two seasons were basically dedicated to it that I am neurodivergent, and I also have a chronic illness. And being in a body in the society has been, yeah, quite quite the challenge. And part of this has been health mystery. And part of that health mystery has been to try to unearth what is going on with the nervous system. And that inevitably led me to understanding what the nervous system is all about. And that led me to creating your wise animal body, which is essentially a gift for anyone who feels that they are dysregulated in any way, shape or form and want to get back in touch with the wisdom of their own animal body. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the nervous system basically a nervous system 101. So we don't often know about the stuff that goes on in our own bodies. Our own bodies are often very nebulous to us. And as we discussed in the second season of the podcast series, doctors also aren't wonderful in general at describing what is happening. There are a lot of things that are nebulous to them. And instead of admitting to that, they pretend to know things and uh, then scare us with information that may or may not be true about our own bodies. And so we need to endeavor, I think, individually to understand the body from the inside out. And knowledge is power in this regard. And so we're going to be diving into a little bit of Nervous System 101 and also just talking about the body, and trauma, and how it all relates together. So let's dive in. In the frenetic, late-stage capitalist, consumer-driven, production-pressurized world that we currently live in, we often must push aside the call from within and the little to big signals from the animal body that we call home. The body is always asking us to listen. It always has an interesting landscape, weather patterns, changing tides. There is a whole entire world in quote-unquote inner space. And I would argue that the body always knows what it needs to be its best, most optimal self. As Dr. Gabor Mate points out in his book When the Body Says No, it is always the body that knows what the true reaction or feeling behind an event is. It is the mind, the brain, that attempts to rationalize or intellectualize the experience. This is what we might call gut instinct when we have, for example, an uneasy feeling about the person we're out on a date with, but they seem friendly enough, so we proceed. Or when we hold tension around a certain person or event, but we tell ourselves, oh, that event wasn't that bad, or that person's done so much for me, I shouldn't put up this boundary. In this book, he touches on the notion of anger, sacred anger, as a sign of what a boundary is and where a boundary lies. If a stranger, for example, charges up to our face, our instinct might be to push them away or to yell or both. But our rational, socialized mind may think, well, they are being inappropriate, but I don't want to seem rude myself. So, I'll just see what will happen next. Maybe they'll just go away. Sometimes repressing our natural instincts comes from survival. For many of us, as children and adolescents, we were unable to be our authentic selves and remain loved or lovable. We have to repress parts of ourselves our very personalities, our real emotions, our boundaries, our sacred anger, our fight and flight responses. We have to feign being okay in order to survive when really we're anything but okay. As a result, we were taught that being our authentic selves is synonymous with being cast out, abused, neglected, and ultimately rejected from our family units and other realms. We learn that in order to be loved, housed, sheltered, treated decently, we must push our real selves down, burying them. This can program us for a lifetime of repressing our body's natural instincts. But the thing is, these instincts don't just evaporate from the landscape and weather systems of the body. They learn to take on forms of tension, a heightened sympathetic nervous system, chronic pain, headaches, anxiety, depression, burnout, and chronic illness. Some somatic practitioners call this trauma hiding in the body, but I personally don't think that it's so hidden not in the end anyway, as these things always have a tendency to show up, often in the form of something unwanted and difficult. And even if we were fortunate enough in this lifetime to avoid any of the aforementioned childhood trauma that challenges our ability to embody our authentic selves, the capitalist society we live in now also encourages us to repress our instincts in countless ways, especially, for example, to things like being productive, or consuming things we know are harmful to the environment and ourselves. Many of us live in a deficit of trying to make ends meet, juggling numerous responsibilities and relationships that leaves little to no time for integration of life experiences, stressors, and traumas. And yes, I know all of this sounds very grim, and in some ways it is. There is an epidemic of chronic illness in many countries throughout the world, unlike we have ever seen before in history. We are also within the nexus of many gargantuan global events and catastrophes, and we're just trying to live our lives in a way that feels remotely healthy, aligned, and safe, right? So how do we do this? Is it even possible? Well, it is, but it takes knowledge and practice. In my newest Oracle deck, Your Wise Animal Body, I have created a set of cards, a guidebook, and a prompt journal that will be a helpful companion to any somatic nervous system regulation practice. But we must first understand, what is the nervous system and how do we regulate it? Through the modalities of attention, attending, listening, feeling, pleasure, breathing, grounding, and more, we can ease gently into the waters of the body no matter what tensions, pains, and fears exist there. But before we dive into the basics of the nervous system, let's talk for a moment about trauma. There's a very good reason why those of us who have been carrying trauma for a long time struggle with being in or with our own bodies, and this is because trauma is stored there. Many somatic practitioners believe that Trauma isn't necessarily the adverse event or event themselves, but our reaction to them that is traumatic. Now, this does not mean that the events themselves were not bad, harrowing, deeply upsetting or profound. And it's just our perspective making it that way. That would be a very blaming and shaming mentality and also rather gaslighting in that it's all in your head. No, not that. It's more that... The complexity of our human brain lends itself to trauma hanging around for longer. It impacts us deeply, and we are often encouraged to move on from it before we fully process the magnitude of it, which leads to it becoming stored in the body. And sometimes the sheer power of the trauma is unprocessable, and it automatically becomes part of our nervous systems. And this often isn't the case for our animal friends. Despite their intelligence and emotionality, they have an innate ability to shake off experiences, literally. Not all experiences, but many of them. It is a wisdom afforded to all creaturehood, but repressed by ours to somatically experience what is authentic in the body at any given moment, thereby giving it the opportunity to pass through uninhibited. Things like emotions, pain, and fear only get stored in the body when they are forced to be much smaller than they are or non-existent. If you've ever heard of something called a rage room or seen a post on a local community page saying, where is a safe place to go scream my head off? And I've seen this post many times on different community pages. This is very common then you're seeing the desire for natural, authentic, sacred anger in motion. But this is only part of the somatic picture of allowing big emotions and the processing of life events to pass through the body like a train passing through a station, as opposed to a 12 train car pileup with steaming, fiery debris strewn everywhere. Stuck trauma can feel like being unsafe or unwell in the body. Over time, it can lead to illness. The baseline reason that most people have for avoiding working with the body in this way comes from feeling unsafe. If there are stored traumas and tensions in the body, when we go to work in this landscape, even gently, these traumas can percolate. Often this is unwanted, and the knee-jerk reaction is to repress again And then go and find a distraction and trust me this is a very understandable and natural response to avoid inner conflict and suffering we want pleasant life experiences yes and if our bodies are feeling unpleasant then we will try to seek them elsewhere of course we will but the way to feel more safe in the body ultimately and to have more pleasant experiences is to go inward and release these tensions slowly and with great care. It can be difficult to begin listening to the body and its cues when we have grown so accustomed to repressing them. It is not impossible though. You can start very small and work your way up, and if at any point you feel truly overwhelmed, it is okay and even wise to take a break. Nervous system expert Irene Lyon Emphasizes the need to titrate these experiences so that we don't blow a fuse, so to speak. If our nervous systems are already dysregulated, we don't want to cause more dysregulation by forcing ourselves to heal. Forcing and healing do not go hand in hand, no matter which way you slice it, anyhow. However, ease and unease will, for a time, go hand in hand as you learn to lean in and release. It's okay to feel both, and it's okay to feel nervous. It is the nervous system after all. So on that note, let's dive in a little to the Autonomic Nervous System 101. So our amazing, highly advanced, yet simultaneously super primitive nervous systems are responsible for so much in our bodies. At a glance, they are Responsible for digestion, metabolism, hormonal release and balance. They are responsible for our immune function, heart rate and respiration, blood pressure, muscle tension, sexual arousal, our quality and quantity of sleep, and more. So we have the central nervous system, which is made up of the brain and the spinal cord. And if any of this gets messed with, we are in serious trouble. And we have the autonomic nervous system, which is sometimes called the peripheral nervous system. These are the long tendrils, if you will, that excite the organs and find their way down our arms and legs. And then we have two branches to the autonomic nervous system, or ANS for short, we have the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. The sympathetic branch is responsible for the fight and flight response, and the parasympathetic branch is responsible for the freeze response. And then, (laughs) we're going even deeper here, there are two further branches of the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system, the dorsal vagal, which governs the aforementioned freeze response, and the ventral vagal that governs what is commonly referred to as rest and digest. In the ventral vagal, this is where we are feeling calm, relaxed, social, and safe. Chronic stress and a chronically active fight and flight response can lead the system into dysregulation and actually into chronic freeze. This is when the system is more or less overloaded and then it becomes immobilized. So the fight and flight in a chronic sense is overloading the nervous system, which leads to immobilization or the chronic freeze response. It does not necessarily mean total shutdown, AKA we still may be able to function at a basic level. This is where a lot of people function in this society, but the rest and digest mode has been compromised. And so we do not enter it as often. And in this dance between chronic fight and flight and the freeze responses, these tendrils of our ANS are stimulated in a way that causes things like rapid shallow breathing, increased heart rate, tension headaches, poor digestion, restlessness, torpor, chronic fatigue, and more. In this hyper-aroused state, we are usually quite hyper-vigilant, always waiting for more bad news, more trauma, otherwise known as waiting for the other shoe to drop. And this, unfortunately, can invoke more stress in our lives because our dysregulated system is sending us false alarms. It can lead us to look for problems where there are none, creating conflict, more stress, and the cycle continues, and it ends up becoming a vicious cycle. And a freeze state that is stuck on the on position for too long may lead to chronic health conditions and burnout. So, as you can probably see now quite clearly, it is no wonder that it is an epidemic in our society to be burnt out, fatigued, and chronically ill, given that so many of our personal and universal circumstances make us prone to dysregulation with little to no knowledge on how to ease our animal bodies back into homeostasis. But I truly believe that with deep gentleness, patience, love and dedication. We can carve out time in our busy lives to get in touch with the bodies we've been given and hear what they've been trying to tell us. The mind rationalizes, but the body really knows and it is up to us to listen. So, will you listen? Will you tune in? Even for a few moments each day? My latest deck, Your Wise Animal Body will help you do just that. And for the time being, you can purchase it exclusively from my website at serpentfireshop.ca. Thank you so much for being here. And I wish you and your miraculous nervous systems nothing but ease, joy, and pleasure. Love and wolves. I'll see you next time.